Wait, so you've been on a lot of podcasts? Yeah, are we recording now? Yeah, we're not supposed to talk about it though, it's like breaking the fourth wall. Um, I've been, I'm a seasoned bitch. I've been on so many of them. Really? Yeah, it's been fun. I think they're all pretty good, but I'm excited to talk about food, because I love food, and I don't get asked enough about it. Um, well, yeah, I feel like that's, like, the reason we're friends, in a way, is because... Food? Well, I mean, seriously, though, I mean, like, we're friends for a lot of reasons, but one of the main reasons we're friends is because you enjoy food in a yeah. way that a lot of people in L.A. don't necessarily. No, I genuinely... My, my dad is a foodie. I grew, up, I grew up, like, really, really, like, learning to love and appreciate food, uh-huh. even as a gay man, where it gets complicated. Yeah, I have a feeling we're going to get into that later. Sure, yeah, we can. But you know the premise of this podcast, right? Yes, I get diagnosed. Right. Well, so you so you went to lunch. Yeah. And you didn't tell me. I didn't, it's good that I don't know. I think the less yeah. I know before. I have a twist about it too. Oh, good. My lunch today was interesting. But you're gonna um, tell me your lunch, and when, when at the moment when I ask you what you had for lunch, that begins our therapy session. Okay. And then it's like real therapy. It's like 50 minutes. Sure. And we'll use your lunch as a launching <laughs> off point. To explore your a psychology. Launch, a lunch launch? A lunch launch. Yeah, yeah a lunching, okay. lunching cool. off point. Well, that's good. But then this is the part of the podcast where we just like banter for a few minutes. First. Yeah, and it's the first one, so I feel like it's pure. You don't have any ads for Casper mattresses or Buffy comforters yet. <laughs> don't make fun of those things. But though, you would! Everlane! Everlane! Come, Everlane! all that stuff. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, so can we talk about, I mean, is it weird to bring up the fact that you're an Emmy-nominated friend? Oh my god, lol. Yeah, no, it's definitely not weird. Oh I love it. No, no, no. It's it's a uh, it's exciting. You know, it's um, it's not what I expected. It's mm-hmm. like very surreal. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like like I don't know. You don't think about ever getting nominated for Emmys. You just hope that you can get like a job on like How I Met Your Mother or something. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the best case I scenario. Wish I, could get that. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. No, like when I envisioned my career, I feel like the best case scenario. I was like, well, maybe I'll write for How I Met Your Mother right. for a couple seasons and buy a house in Nichols Canyon. Sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah. no, but um, actually, I'm I'm much poor because I didn't do that, but I got to do what I wanted. So well, that's the trade off. I mean, um, yeah, it's got it. So it's four nominations. Yeah, four nominations, and um, yeah, like one for my acting, lol, which came as a last minute surprise. I know because it better call Saul. But that doesn't mean it doesn't count. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's right. That's yeah. right. I, I own it. I'm not leasing. I promise. Yes, <laughs> I own it. And then, um, yeah, and then Poonam Patel got nominated, who plays Kim. She's amazing. She's amazing. We, should, we should probably say, just in case somebody who's listening to this doesn't know that you have a show. It's, oh, right. Special. It's on Netflix. Netflix. It's called Special. It's yeah. autobiographical. Yeah. It's all about um, my food issues. Just kidding. No, no, no. That's the show you're going to do based on this podcast. I don't know if I have food issues, actually. Do I? Well, we'll find out. Okay. I mean, that's okay. what this is going to okay. be. Okay. You're we, right. we all have food issues. And by the way, like, it's not about having food issues it's about like food is a metaphor for all your other issues totally yeah but i feel like in terms of like my fronds especially my gay fronds i think i definitely have the least amount of food issues i think people are really weird about food well hence our friendship that's what i was saying earlier is that like i feel like i can cook and you'll come over and you'll legitimately enjoy it yes and not have to like punish yourself in some way no i feel like i've cooked meals for people where like they go to like church the next day like gay (laughs) church and they like go to the confessional like i ate 12 carbs last night i know that's definitely not me. I'm like, fill her up! Yeah. I'm like, she's ready to go. That's great. I mean, that's how I am. You know, it's, it's, I mean, it's sad that so many people suffer so much. 
in, in terms of like getting pleasure from food. It is. Well, I think I think I suffer in other ways, and I think my brain is carved out a safe space for food. But there was like a summer where I was anorexic, which was really fun. Oh. Is that okay to say? <laughs> so say, that, say that was fun, or say that you're anorexic. I don't know. Right? Yeah. But, uh, that was fun. I, I I had one summer where I was on a hiatus from a TV show, and I had, I had gained some weight. I was the heaviest I'd ever been. I think I was almost blank pounds and um mm-hmm. and and I had never exercised in my life before and so I decided to go to the gym and I got addicted to exercise and I lost 30 pounds in 4 months and wow. I, yeah it was crazy and I just remember that summer I was so hungry and I was bitchy as fuck but I also was like living laughing and loving and ha- and how long ago was that <laughs> you're like you're like I can't imagine that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was praising you for not having food issues you're like this no, is last summer um, no it was the summer of 2014 and and okay, yeah, so like five I, years ago. Yeah, and I truly lost. Yeah, I lost 30 pounds, and I just exercised like a fucking demon. I did mm-hmm. so much cardio, and I really didn't eat all that much. But the twist is that you said it was fun. It was actually kind of fun because I'm a control freak and I'm a Virgo, so like. It, this is very dark, but it wasn't that dark. It really wasn't because I got back to my job and I was like, oh, am I going to still be like weird with food? And then I just immediately went back to normal. It was truly just like me flirting. It was like, it was like visiting. Was it just, it was like visiting a food issue. But is anorexia, I mean, the definition of anorexia is where you're not eat like it's like you're malnourishing yourself. Yeah, well, you're restricting. And yeah. I think, and it's much more clinical and it, it's, it's actually weird to talk about. I don't want to be insensitive about no, it. No, no, it's but, fascinating. But, but it is weird. Like, I think I, I just randomly developed like, an eating disorder for four months and then I just went away right when I went back to work. Okay. Because, you know, in a writer's room, you're just kind of inundated with yeah. crappy food and right. I just couldn't keep it. I couldn't keep it together and then I just, like, didn't care that much. Isn't there a fine line, though, between just, like, being an L.A., like, fit person and having an eating disorder? <laughs> like, in terms of, like, that <laughs> summer, it's like, what you, it sounds like what you were doing is not that different than, like, what tons of people yeah. in LA do. Well, I think LA suffers from, like, orthorexia. Like, orthorexia is when you, like, it's basically you being allergic to everything and being obsessed with eating healthy. Yes. But eating healthy is really a mask for with with restricting calories. Totally. So it's like, oh, I can't eat that because I have an allergy. It's like, no, honey, you just have an allergy to gaining weight. Like, that's, you know And I, mean? I find that, like, when I, when I read people's food blogs and stuff or, like, follow an Instagram account that's, like, super health-focused, it feels a little, yeah. like, pathological. It's like something is going on Why here. do you have a complicated relationship with food? Um, at all. And why don't you gain weight? I don't understand. I, I saw you at the underwear party. You look amazing. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, sorry. My mom to this podcast. Uh, uh. Um, I did not go to an underwear party. <laughs> what? Um, I, we, went to, we just went to Provincetown, and things that happen in Provincetown stay in Provincetown. Yeah, he's shaking. His teeth, <laughs> his, his teeth are chattering. Um, I, I, I don't think I have major food issues. Like, I don't think I, like, stay up all night worrying about food. But I think, my, like, I'm Jewish. Right. And I think being Jewish, it's like food culture is such a big part of our culture. I mean, literally, our life is meals. Like, right. when I go home, it's like, where are we having lunch? Where are we having dinner? What did you have for breakfast? You need to eat something. Like, it's, like, all about food. So, like, that's, like, how my brain is structured. And then I had to, like, lay on top of that, like, gay culture, which right. is, like, body. They fight each other. Yeah, and I think it took me a very long time. I mean, I'm 40 years old, and maybe has taken me 40 years to truly absorb that, like, gay culture is about bodies and that, like, but it seems like you have an uncomplicated relationship with your body, but maybe that's crazy. Well, I think I get enough praise for the food culture part of my persona. That right. Like, it's like, I don't, I'm not conflicted about it because it's like, people want me to be that person. I don't know. It's right. like, I don't feel tortured because the way that like 
gay men with great bodies get validated because of their six-pack abs. Right. Like, I get validated because of my pesto. So it's like, I get that validation. It's just like... Do you ever feel like... Um, wait, you're turning the tables here. I know, sorry. Into, wait, what's happening? But I think it's good for the intro episode for them to understand your journey, oh, too, a little yeah, bit. That's good, that's good. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah, and so, you're so, looking out for me. Yeah, right? Okay, that's yeah. what it's about. No, so I, I think... Um, so you never feel, like, piggish. Like you never like look. Okay, so after leaving Provincetown, I felt like I felt truly sick because we ate so much like yeah. fattening food every day, and I truly actually like and not in an eating disorder way. I just felt like oh god, I need I feel so unhealthy. I haven't eaten like a vegetable in ten days. I think that for me, being a cook, like cooking a lot, yeah. makes me very conscientious of like what the food that I'm eating means. Right. So like if I have like a fried oyster sandwich, I'm like, okay, like these oysters were dipped in a batter, dropped in hot oil and fried. So like right. I'm putting that into my body. So the next meal, like I'll have a salad. Like, like, like I don't know. Like, you I, will. No, it just makes me like very con- <laughs> No, I will though. Like I'll, I'm very conscious of I like. I didn't see you eat a salad. Oh, wow. wow. Did you eat a salad in Provincetown? When does this become like the Friars Club Shots roast fired. of yeah, Adam in Provincetown? Um, I don't think I could find a salad in Provincetown. <laughs> I couldn't either. Yeah. I tried. Yeah, I no really did. It's ironic. No it's like all gay men and no I know. salad. And what are they eating? Well, I, I heard that everyone was on G's. <laughs> what? G, like GHB. Oh, who's so, everyone? I don't like, name them. But. So no, like gay men in Provincetown uh, uh, take uh, GHB because it's like a feeling of being drunk without the calories. It's uh, very dark. Oh, I never, I never I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No, I had no idea. The seedy underbelly of gay culture. Well, Ryan, I think the time has come <laughs> okay. to begin your therapy session. A nice pivot from GHB. Yeah, very okay, nice great, pivot. Great. Um, and um, we're going to ask you now, what did you have for lunch? Okay, I had my usual lunch. Well, I had, two, I had a two-parter lunch. Okay, so my first part was what I always eat every single day, which was a uh, salad from Sweet Green. I was introduced to Sweet Green like a year ago, and I, I didn't realize that I was an artist. And uh, okay. <laughs> the, can, the canvas is my the salad, uh-huh. and then the brush is the toppings. Okay. So I, I it took me a long time to perfect the salad, but I finally have landed on the perfect salad, which is kale. No greens, because, like, get out of here. Um, no greens? Or no, no, like, greens. Grains. Greens. Grains. So okay. kale, but no greens, so no wild rice or quinoa. I should say here that I've never been to a sweet green. So really? I don't even know what you're talking Wait, about. why? It's like a salad bar restaurant. Yeah, it's like you create your own salad, but you can also, like, there's also salads that you can get on the menu. Okay. But I choose to be an artist, a yes. salad artist, and, and I choose to have my creativity flourish. And I, and I think you're kind salad. of joking, but I think there's something to be said for you being, like, like a Virgo. What were the... <laughs> no. what were the Virgo, what? What did you say earlier? A type a, a control freak. Yeah, a control freak. And then wanting to make your own salad and being an artist. Yeah, I think totally. those are all connected. Yeah, well, like it's just like like the creativity is so freeing. You know, it's like you can really build your own salad and like you can mix and match. Yeah, and yeah. So I've been I've been kind of tweaking my salad for a long time, mm-hmm. and this is where I landed. So I do kale, I don't do grains, and then I do cherry tomato, and I do broccoli, which you said was too much roughage. Remember, oh, wow. remember when you tweeted? Really remember when you tweeted at me? You said, you, yeah. you said broccoli, too much roughage. We have a weird relationship. Because it's like we have a real life relationship, and then we're both on Twitter. But like when I tweet to you, I'm like, "This is weird. I feel weird." Why? I don't know. Because it's like we're actually friends. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels That's public and strange. This oh, is wow. not my therapy session. Oh, this is God. your therapy session. I had no idea you thought this way. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, okay. So raw bro- I just have issues with raw broccoli. Yeah, you didn't like that. Yeah, you I really just, didn't like. I don't that. like raw broccoli. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I love broccoli in any form, okay. like, except for broccoli rob, which is like ugh, That's whatever. the best. Broccoli rob, the most delicious with garlic. It's the and most pasta. bitter. It's like get out of here. 
Broccoli Rob has been riding on the coattails of broccoli for so long. <laughs> it's like it's like no, like get out of here. Oh, but what makes it so good is the bitterness, like with Parmesan cheese. Oh. Did you like coffee? Do you like other bitter? No, things? I thought you didn't like broccoli Rob. I do. We're getting off the oh subject. My God, okay, Go so, back to your okay. so okay, so okay, so then we do blackened chicken. I don't. I, I like. I like the thighs. You know, I like dark meat. Mm-hmm. I was raised in a white meat family, and okay. I realized that I had been living a lie, and I'd been fed this bullshit and I'm a dark meat person. We're going to revisit that later okay. in the session because I feel like coming from a white feet, white meat family oh, yeah. and it's, wanting dark meat. It's is so a, hard. It's a good metaphor though for like your story and the story of special. And So I took my dad to a sweet green just so I could break him of his white meat whatever <laughs> and so I was like dad try the black and chicken. He goes no that's dark meat that's disgusting and I know he's like truly just living a lie and like he just doesn't like to switch up his routine mm-hmm. but I was like clear the black and chicken truly is better than the white chicken because it just has more flavor. Like there's no disputing that. If you Is put it a, a thigh, yeah, it's a thigh. Oh, okay. So yeah. if you put if you put a blindfold on and you tasted the black and chicken versus the white chicken, the, mm-hmm. the white chicken, obviously it's a black and chicken. But my dad is so goddamn stubborn, like me, and so like I saw him taste the black and chicken and go, mm, I saw like a little smile creep up. <laughs> I could tell that he liked it, but then I could tell that he just hated that he enjoyed it. That's and then he's like, I'm getting the, and he's like, mm, this isn't for me. I'm getting the white chicken. And I was furious because I just know that he's living a lie. So anyway, so I get, <laughs> I've liberated myself from my family's choices, and I now get the black and chicken, which feels like a giant fuck you. Okay, and. Um, um, then I get uh, avocado, obviously, mm-hmm. and I get goat cheese, and then I top it all off with a medium pour of cash, spicy cashew dressing. Now, this is important. You're given an option of doing light, medium, or heavy. I have for so long wanted to do the heavy pour, yeah. but I feel triggered. I feel like I'm not brave enough. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do they just drizzle it over the salad or do they then shake the salad? Like, is it tossed? Yeah, they the toss salad? it for you. Okay. Oh, yeah, they toss it for you. They have to. It's like a, it ends up being a $40 salad. They have to do something. But, I, but do you have to commit to your pour? Like, like you commit to the pour and then they, then they toss it. And then it. they mix it. So it's I feel like in. I would want to look at it and be like, oh, that needs more dressing. Well, it's funny you say that, Adam, because it fluctuates. Like, for example, yesterday, because again, I truly eat this salad every single day of my life yesterday they gave me a medium pour that mm, really felt like a light a light pour then today i got a medium pour that mm, it felt like a heavy pour so honestly like okay. it's it's kind of inconsistent i one day gathered up the bravery to get a heavy pour and i gotta tell you it was too much why it was too much is an overdressed salad worse than an underdressed salad i don't know i prefer an overdressed salad me too but as your lunch therapist i want to hit i want to like um, unpack a word that you just used about the bravery yeah. about getting a heavy pour. Why does it require bravery? Just the word. Well, first of all, I'm already triggered by the word heavy, which is like it's like a heavy pour. Like get your like get your laws off my body. Like what do you mean? Oh, okay, so you, you know associate I mean? the heavy pour with a heavy body. I don't know, but like heavy just feels so. Uh, it feels so uh, uh, abrasive. Okay, so in my face. Well, I have one other question too that is also <laughs> important for your lunch therapy. Yeah, you said that you've had the salad today and you had it yesterday. Yeah. So do you, is variety important to you in terms? of your lunches during the week? Not lunches, because you know me. When when the sun goes down, I let my hair down, and I go buck wild. Yes. I, go, I go totally buck, and you, I'm just like, yum, 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 right. and, I, and I eat whatever I want. It's the worst diet known to man. What when, is the diet, though? So it's salads for lunch. Yeah, no breakfast. I get a salad for lunch, mm-hmm. and then I have whatever the fuck I want at night. It's truly like the doctors are probably shaking no, in their chairs. No, that's I think it's No, fine. it's not, because you're supposed to eat the most carby uh, things in the, in the beginning of the day, and then be restrictive at night. 
night and be like, yum, 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 polite. But I think a salad for lunch is healthy. That's good. It is healthy, but, like, I shouldn't be, like, following up with, like, spaghetti carbonara for dinner. You know what I mean? <laughs> but there's the word should. I think you're okay. I mean, we, we basically have the same diet. We do. Yeah, that's what I, I do. I think we do, too. Yeah, I have, like, smoothies a lot for lunch. But you um, don't gain weight. I do gain weight. This you isn't about me. <laughs> this is your therapy. I'm the therapist. Um, uh, wait, so let's go back to... I'm, I want to know, so is it a salad every day, like, the same? Like, we, could you... Sometimes, if I'm feeling playful and yeah. I'm feeling adventurous, I will I will maybe mix it up with a different dressing, because if yeah. you do a different dressing, it really tells a different story. Okay. So, sometimes I'll ditch the spicy cashew dressing, which I have to say, in respect for sweet green, it actually has a, it has some heat. It has a kick mm-hmm. to it, which I appreciate, because I like spicy foods. But usually in LA, you get, like, a spicy thing, and it's very mild, and it doesn't taste any spice. So, wait, it's a spicy cashew dressing? And what's the other dressing you shake it up? I do, I do, I'll do pesto. Pesto on a salad? Yeah, and then I'll do, yes, stop it. I shouldn't judge. A pesto vinaigrette. A pesto vinaigrette. Why Excuse me. As a therapist, I should just ask why. Why do you want to do that to yourself? Well, because I just sometimes I truly do get bored. So wait, wait, hold on. I get I do the pesto vinaigrette, but then I mix it with sweet green hot sauce too. Um, you're losing me. No, I'm stop sorry. it. I stop am gonna it. judge you. This is stop my it. podcast. I'm no. not a therapist. But no, pesto I, and hot sauce on a salad? Is yeah, it's disgusting. fucking good. Are you you're, fucking psycho? I might have to kick you off. No, this. you're psychotic. Yeah, yeah. You, need, you need your, um, what is it called? License? <laughs> license revoked? revoked? Yeah. yeah you have a really, license? By the way, I'm not a licensed therapist. Yeah. I should say that. Yeah. I thought, I thought, par- I thought um, the therapist was supposed to be objective. I should be. And I here am, you are coming with your hot I takes. Owe you, I owe you an apology for my behavior. I thought this is a safe space. A safe podcast. You brought up pesto and hot sauce on your salad. Pesto and hot sauce is a really good combo. And I don't, and honestly, it's sad that you don't think that I feel bad for you um but okay like <laughs> without judging your choices um okay. you, did you reference the fact that you had a second lunch today too yeah okay so then so then my friend Allison calls me by the way I love like a, okay so I, lately my friends have been doing this psychotic thing which I love which is like they call me and they're like hey want to get lunch and like they're assuming that I just am laying in bed which I usually am so actually I, I can't. <laughs> so you're right your friends actually <laughs> totally know you pretty right. well yeah. how annoying yeah. I know I'm like excuse me I have things to do slash yeah. I'll meet you in 10 um, yeah so I, my, my, my producer uh, she's a producer of special she was like hey like let's get lunch and I was like oh, I already ate lunch but I can have a sweet treat and then I went to Sycamore Kitchen which uh, you know I love yeah and I got a sweet treat, which I like never do. And honestly, I kind of regret the sweet treat because it's piping hot out today with humidity up the wazoo. Mm-hmm. And I decided to get a banana chocolate muffin. Oh. And which you would have normally been like, oh, like chic la vie. Like, yeah, great. That's fine. But it was too hot out. It was like the chocolate. It, I thought the chocolate would be like baked in, but it really was just like fresh Chocolate, mm-hmm. like like it was like oh, melty. It, no, it was like melted chocolate. Uh, yeah. So you didn't like that. Well, because it was like so hot out, and it was like melting in the sun, and I was just like, I felt like a gob, like a melted candle in the sun. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just like, didn't like it. I so, know, but so I, ate it, that, I ate it all. That was all. after the salad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I ate it. Well, I feel like for me, like as your lunch therapist, listening to your whole meal, yeah. the salient parts to me seem to be about controlling <laughs> the the salad, like the yeah. pleasure you took from the control, yeah. the black and chicken differentiation from your father, yeah, and your really parents. rebelling against my family yeah. from day one. So let's yeah. start with the, the the like control salad part. I mean, because <laughs> I mean, like that's really interesting to me. I mean, yeah, is that have you true? ever built your own? salad 
Um, my parents belong to a golf community in uh-huh. Boca Raton, Florida, uh-huh. and there is a, like a place where like it was so exciting when they first discovered this. Yeah, if, what they what they do is they chop it for you. It's like that place yeah. chop, but it yeah. was like when that happened, my parents were like, oh my god, you're not going to believe this. Yeah, it blows your mind. Yeah, they they chop it for you. Yeah, all the physical labor that goes into making a salad, which yeah. feels very intense. Yeah, right. But do you? I guess my question to you is like, how does control? Because this came up earlier too when you were talking about your summer of anorexia. Yeah. yeah. How does control? <laughs> tie into your relationship to food um i don't know i mean uh, i mean but i, I don't know because clearly it's so weird because again when, when the sun goes down yeah. she's down to clown so let's go there for a second even though this is lunch therapy yeah. when you go out to dinner if you go to a restaurant i mean i've been to I restaurants with you whatever i want but there is still a control thing in terms of like wanting to choose like what's on the menu. well yeah you mean, I'm, I'm an ordering top yeah <laughs> i like to i yeah. like to choose what people got that's another control yeah. thing isn't totally. it totally yeah yeah but like yesterday i went to um Tironi and i got cacio e pepe as an appetizer to split okay because i love cacio e pepe sure and then i got a delicious playful dish of salmon with tomato and panzanella salad okay and it was havoon it was so good that's great so when you're looking at a menu what's going through your mind i actually don't know the answer to this question what? Like, like well what are you looking for when you um when you when you see a menu, like are you looking for things that are familiar to you? Or are you looking to try something? Different? I love no, I I love splitting a pasta dish. Love because mm-hmm. I can't because it just feels like great because you can have your yum yum pasta and then get like I love a roast chicken. Mm-hmm. I usually get chicken. So these are things that, that you already know. Like if, if there was something on the menu that you'd never had before, like veal kidney. No, or, I wouldn't do that. Um, I wouldn't do that. It scares me. Yeah. Scares so you like the, you like the safety of returning yeah. to things that are familiar. I go to the same places and I get the same dishes. Like I go to AOC, I get the Ozuni chicken. Chicken, obviously, because yeah. what else would you get? Right. Like, I go to places where I'm like, I know, I know what I usually get. I don't venture out. That but it's much. interesting because I mean, in terms of you as an artiste, like <laughs> I feel like your taste in books, your taste in <laughs> movies, your taste in music, like you are, you have a broad, you cast a wide net. Like you'll read sure. lots of interesting things and sure. see lots of interesting movies. But is food an arena where you feel like you just want to comfort? Is it well, more comfort? It's funny timing that you're saying this because I've been doing this weird thing where, like, this week I went to Koreatown and went to a Korea that, that oh, Korean yeah. restaurant that you recommend. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, which was mapo chicken. Yeah. yeah, it was so delicious. Out of my comfort zone, Great. don't usually Korean. Yeah. And then I went to Thai. I went to Love to Eat Bistro, oh, which is yeah. like yeah, really good Thai okay. food. I'm going to Chinatown on Friday, and I'm gonna eat at Yang Chow, which is like this really. They have this like I don't know. It's like I'm I'm in a weird, adventurous, more adventurous by Rilo Kylie space with food. Sure, and though I was judgmental earlier about <laughs> um, the hot sauce and the pesto on yeah. your salad, which I do have to admit I still find very troubling. That's so weird. Um, but, um, I. <laughs> I feel like I'm not judgmental about people who t- just take comfort from familiar dishes because yeah. everyone relates to that on some yeah. level. Yeah, but I'm, look, I'm down to like, I'm down to have fun. I'm down to like, I'm, I'm a little versed. Like mm-hmm. I can, I can kind of step outside my comfort zone, but for some reason, like there's something so manageable about lunch. Like I don't really like lunch, to be honest. Oh, I really, wow. I really only like dinner. Uh-huh. So for me, it's not, there's no love lost over, over a salad for lunch. I don't care. It's mm-hmm. just serviceable. I, I'm eating for fuel. That's really what I'm doing. Well, I, I kind of want to maybe use this as an opportunity to like kind of do the like hazy, like transitional, like flashback to like sure. the childhood of it sure. all. Because I feel like when I was thinking of lunch, I was thinking like being a kid and going to school with like a lunchbox. Like, you know, it's like, what, what was your uh, childhood like in terms of food it's hard. and lunch? It's really hard. Okay, so my mom didn't know how to cook, and I remember she, but it wasn't her, like, who, she was a really hard working mom. Like, she had a full time job, and mm-hmm. then she had three kids, and my parents divorced, and she really was kind of on her own. So she still managed to make us lunches in the morning, but they were like garbage lunches, <laughs> like truly garbage. Like and what? I remember, 
like babe, like she made like sandwiches that were like inedible, like just slathered with mayonnaise and like truly un like you couldn't eat them. So what I would do every day is my best friend at the time, Casey Schultz, he had a single mom who would make the most perfect sandwiches I've ever seen in my life. And like if you saw if you saw our lunches <laughs> side by side, it would be like, okay, like something's going on over at Ryan's house. Oh, like, really? Like Casey's was like so stable and like he always had the most delightful sandwiches and God bless him to this day, he gave me he gave me half of a sandwich every day for lunch. Isn't Aww, that nice? That is really nice. Because my, my, he would look at my salads and he, my sandwiches and he'd feel so sad for me. And he'd mm-hmm. be like, here you go. So I would just eat half of his sandwich. And then, oh, this is so dark. Oh, my God. The darkness is coming out. So yeah, my dad. My I have da- tissues on the I table. Know, right? I know, right? Yeah. So my dad was, uh, I mean, he was, my dad's always been on his own journey. I fucking love him. But, man, he's on his own journey. And he would, this is truly disgusting. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. He would. Okay, we would. He would never cook us lunch because he just or like he would never pack us a lunch because he's just not wired that way. Like he doesn't care, even though he loves food and he's partially why I love food. Um, he just wouldn't have the patience to make a, a thing, something as a lunch. So we would go to wait for it Taco Bell in the morning, mm-hmm. and he would get us like two tacos, and then we would eat those tacos at lunch. Now I want to tell you something. This is no shock, but Taco Bell's food does not sit. Well, no. When you get something from Taco Bell, you better fucking eat it in twenty minutes, or else it's like literally like forming flippers and like earning like like literally like like things are growing. Right. Like it's a lot. It's like a Do you know what I mean? Dish. Yeah, it's yeah. literally like oh, like it's not good. Right. So I mean, it's like those breadsticks at Olive Garden that you get that like they're so yum yum the first ten minutes, and then they randomly like become like nunchucks right. and they like biodegrade. They literally become like they dissolve <laughs> yeah. and then they literally start talking to yeah. you and like growing feet. And you're like okay, yes. this wasn't made. Like homegrown, it organic. becomes a weapon. Or yeah, something. no, truly. So, um, so basically, I would have these really sad tacos from Taco Bell that were like truly. By the time lunch happened, which I think was like twelve o'clock, they would become like um, just wet and like condensed. It was were like, they in like a bag. Yeah, in a and it was like they, they, babe, they did not hold. Like the center did not hold by Joan Didion. The, ta- <laughs> the, the Taco Bell tacos did not hold. No. You know what I mean? So, so did you complain to your dad about this? Yeah, but I had no agency in my childhood, obviously. I was a kid, so like my dad was who he was. Like he's a very particular kind of person, and he still is. And he would be like, his take on it would be like, what do you mean? It's Taco Bell. It's delicious. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, dad, it's literally growing like eyelashes by the time like, <laughs> like right. literally it's like, uh, and he'd be like, oh no, like that's like, what are you talking about? You're being such a brat, blah, blah, blah. So so that was that journey. But on the other end, my dad was the one who like would drive me to little Ethiopia in Los Angeles because I grew up an hour north in Ventura. But we would go to LA all the time for food. Mm-hmm. And my dad loved, how do you say it? Zagat's Guide? Is it Zagat's? I think it's Zagat's. Actually, that's funny you're putting me on the spot because I don't know. I think okay. it's Zagat's or Zagat's. My dad lived for Zagat's. I'm going to say Zagat's because that's how he said Yeah, Zagat sounds right. That's how he said yeah. I don't think it is, but that's how he said So okay. my dad lived for Zagat's. So we would like plan our weekend over going to like whatever restaurant uh-huh. Zagat's like approved of. So we'd go all over the place around LA, go to like weird neighborhoods and eat really good. I mean, the food was always cheap because my dad is pathologically cheap. Again, I love him. I don't mean to drag him so hard, but like he is who he is. Um, so yeah, so we would just kind of do that. So I, seeing his love for food, it really was transferred on to me. But now being older, I realized that my dad 
Oh my god, this is okay. I realize now that my I thought my dad had exceptional taste in food, exceptional. And now that I'm older, I realize that he just likes butter and fat. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we went to New Orleans together on a trip, and like we, I would have food that was delicious. But if it was ever the slightest bit healthy, mm-hmm. he would be like triggered and disgusted. Like uh, if, if something had kale in it, he'd be like, this is disgusting. Interesting. Like, but if it's like dripping in like, you know, like trans fats and like fucking Paula Deen goo, mm-hmm. he'd be like, yum, 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 flavor. And right. I'm like, and I'd be like, I think his taste buds are dying or something. Cause I would like literally taste one bite and be like, I need to like sit down. Cause I think I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> is it like a generational thing though? Cause I do feel like yeah, I think our parents' I, generation is like this, the meat and potatoes. Oh my like God. French my dad fries. is the definition of meat and potatoes. Yeah. Like he's, literally triggered by things that are healthy. He calls because, vegan yeah. vegan. He can't oh, yeah. My parents vegan. say that too. Vegan. vegan. What the fuck is... Wait, why do our parents Why do they do that? that? And he's yeah. like, what is this? Vegan food? He literally goes, organic. What is right. this shit? He literally is like triggered by organic but food. But I feel like our our generation, but you're much younger than me, but like, uh, well, not that thank much, you. but like a no, little thank younger. No, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Years. No, thank you. It's um, important for the listeners to know. But I feel like we're, we're all like in the Gwyneth Paltrow world. Like we're all into like Jelena. Like the like roasted vegetables, roasted cauliflower. Like those are things that we see in our generation that I feel like our parents didn't see. When and we they... know that healthy food can taste good. Whereas I think yeah. they, like, I think maybe when they were growing up, like healthy food was like, I, I don't know what mm-hmm. I have like slim fast. I have no idea. Like that wasn't even around, but like, so he's just, anyway, it's really interesting. Cause I, I feel almost like betrayed, like, because I feel like my view of food was so shaped by my, my dad's tastes. And I felt always like if my dad thinks it's good, then it's good. Yeah. And now I realize that we're just like on separate journeys and he just likes things that have like 4,000 calories in them. And like, just like to like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but the fact that he was curious about food yeah. and, that, and what, I, what I really sensed from you talking about it was like a sense of adventure. And, yes, and something that was exciting about outside of Ventura going to these restaurants, yeah. which has stayed with you. That yeah. you. I mean, when we go to Provincetown, we're always talking immediately, like where are we going to eat, like yes. what restaurants are we going to go to, which is exactly how I like to travel. So yes. That's why we're good travel buddies. Well, my dad yeah. likes to research. He's like me; like he researches everything, almost yeah. almost to an me excruciating too. detail. Yeah. So, like, I feel like I picked up his love of research. So yeah. I just love like cross-referencing food. I love like yeah, I love all of it, and I relate to that too in terms of control because it's. Also, like, if, if I'm going to go on a trip, I mean, Craig and I, when we travel, and again, yeah. I shouldn't talk too much about myself because I'm the therapist, but, Love he, it. but we, travel, we travel well together <laughs> because... I want to plan all the meals yeah. and he wants to feel free and get to do whatever he wants. So like, therefore like we, I like in, in, in between gaps, like between the meals, we get to right. go to museums or right. go to, I mean, to put it in straight people terms. You're the food, like he's the food bottom. You're the food top. Yeah. You know? To put it in terms of straight people can understand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll totally get that. Um, I'll totally get it. <laughs> but so for you, so I, what, I want to know a little bit more though about like the bleakness of the lunches that you ate growing up. How that informs like your present day. Like when you think back on because it seemed like it yeah. genuinely was like I didn't eat anything that she made. Nothing. Right. And yeah. I only ever been told. I mean, I go so bad saying that because she really worked her ass yeah. off. Like if there was anyone that didn't have time to make its lunches in the morning, it would be her. Right. But oh my god. Oh, and also can I? T- okay, another thing I did in high school. She stopped making me lunches because I had hot lunch like in high school. Yeah. You know. But in, I went to a weird small school that didn't have hot lunch, so she had to make us lunch. Anyway, so in high school, she started giving me money for for food every day. Mm-hmm. So I had $5 a day for lunch. And the food was so egregious at the cafeteria that what I would do is I would save up two days worth of money 
and get a sandwich at Shamsi's Deli, which was this deli around the corner from my house that was truly divine and delicious. Okay. It's now closed. But I would literally, like, sca- I would literally hoard my money mm-hmm. and, like, basically spend, I would, I figured out a way to spend a dollar a day at, at the cafeteria. Oh, wow. And then, like, so then I had seven, I had seven fifty left over and that was exactly <laughs> enough to get me a meatball sandwich from Shamsi's Deli. Wow. So what I would do is I would eat, like, $2 one day and the next day starve during lunch and then eat a giant sandwich after lunch. So if you had a meatball sandwich now, would it be like, a, would it bring you back to that moment? I of, love a meatball sandwich. Yeah. I do. I, I love, you love Really? Do you make them? I mean, I can. I can oh, make meatballs, chic. make a sandwich. Why not? Love. Meatball sandwiches are delicious. Yeah. But it was on this perfect kind of bread. The cheese was melted just right. They had this delicious macaroni salad. And so it was really funny that even at like 14, I was like turning into a foodie bitch from hell that was like, <laughs> ew, that cafeteria food, disgusting. Even though like we had no money and I was like saving up all my money for like a gourmet arsenal sandwich. Isn't that interesting? I mean, it's sort of like, because I, I was sort of the same way, like in terms of that, like that snobbery sort of like happening a little yeah. early when you're young. But yeah, when you have no room to do it. That's yeah. The- so I want to know, how did you go from Ryan, like hoarding money to get a meatball <laughs> sandwich to like Ryan, like dining around LA? Like, what were you like in college? What were you like, like in the terms of the transitional years oh my between God. then and now? Like, what was your food journey then? I don't know if I was like necessarily like a I would not I was not necessarily interested in food I think in college I was more interested in like doing drugs and like liking boys that could never like me back but I think that um, I, I remember like eating a lot of like tempura I, I don't think there's a worse year to eat food than your freshman year of college I mm-hmm. think it's just like garbage food USA mm-hmm. do you remember that like oh, the yeah. dining hall I would buy a box of Kick cereal oh my God. and just like eat it by the fistful I would literally order tempura take out and get it delivered to my dorm room and like think I was eating healthy because it was like vegetables but they were like <laughs> Fine. That's hilarious. I was like sick all the time because right. I would just like eat disgusting food. But I think what I'm asking is like, I feel like your love for restaurants now is a big part of your identity and personality. It's like you love going to restaurants. What? What? When did that emerge? Like, what point did that become a thing? You know, it's interesting because I don't think I even had it. I think it came from like having the money to do yeah, so and, be, and, and having friends that were interested in it too. Because I think in New York, all my friends were like poor mm-hmm. and they couldn't go to those places and mm-hmm. so like and I didn't really think about those places so I just kind of ate whatever was around mm-hmm. oh no that's not true <laughs> I would go shopping at like uh, Citarella uh-huh. or like uh, Dean and DeLuca sure, which is going out of business sadly Citarella no Dean and DeLuca only certain locations I uh, think the one I think the one in Soho is going to stay oh okay I love that store yeah love yeah. that store I'm a Dean and DeLuca bitch me too I love it yeah so much. that's a great story so um, so I would just like order like weird gourmet groceries that were like already pre-made food but I would feel like I was cooking it, it gave me this like weird illusion of adulthood mm-hmm. of being like oh like call, I would call my friends and be like hey guys I got some things from Cinderella I like, like to have like a meal together mm-hmm. and then like someone would like boil water and I'd be like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> we're fucking getting it like right. we're here this, yeah. is what this is what it, it's all about this is what the novels wrote about like <laughs> right. boiling water in my kitchen my studio apartment right. it felt like you were living the bohemian yeah totally with like dream. some garbage wine or something like that yeah. but um but yeah so I think like I think moving to LA and getting really into the food culture here which the food here is so outrageous I actually truly this is again has to do with like age and circumstance I never really loved the food in New York ever mm-hmm. like I just never liked it I never even found restaurants that I truly loved it was well, I feel like New York does fine fine dining like the fanciest restaurants yeah. like John George and La Bernadette like at the very highest end like I don't think LA has the equivalent of that right but then how often are you going to restaurants like that anyway it's sort of like no, you're yeah. not going to spend a thousand dollars on dinner no, totally. Night. So LA is much better for middle range, reasonably priced. Yeah, like 
not reasonably priced, but uh, not outrageously priced. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, no. So I think New York was like a total black, like like a blind spot on my food journey, and then, yeah, now I'm here eating sweet green salads every day, feeling creative, yeah. mix, <laughs> mixing it up. Yesterday, actually, I had I, instead of broccoli, I had beets. Oh, okay. Is that is that better for refuge? What is that? Is that beets better? are very good for you. They're full of vitamins, but but broccoli raw broccoli is definitely better for roughage. I mean, I was never criticizing your broccoli choice for its value in oh, terms really? of roughage. Okay. I just don't like the taste of raw broccoli in my mouth. Interesting, yeah. But it's um, spicy and it's different. So <laughs> maybe we should return for a second to your um, to your salad in terms of how, what do you think is psychologically revealing about your own lunch? I like, um, I like having structure to my days. I like having routines for my days. It's really important. I do the same thing every day. Like I really basically, I'm gonna go. I I go get my salad at Sweetgreen, and then I go get coffee at Verve next door. Mm -hmm. Like it's a one stop shop for me. And then like I'll go work out. Like I'm I'm in this like you know like I'm in an unemployed space right now. So like I'm just kind of like living, laughing, and loving. And Mm -hmm. I think I really like when I have control over my days. Mm -hmm. And I think like by having the consistent of the salad is like really comforting to me. Now I'm curious though to like compare that though to like having read your book and like you just referenced it earlier but like having gone through a period of doing a lot of drugs and stuff like that that seems to be about letting go of control, right? Yeah, well, I think that when you're when you're a control freak like me, I think there's something that also fights against that, which is like you want to lose control. Yeah, and it's always a push and pull. And I think that like me doing drugs was a way for me to finally not care about something because mm-hmm. I feel like I care so deeply about literally every single thing, which can be so exhausting. And I think like I had to truly just drug myself into sedation to be like, blah. Mm-hmm. I think it was like so. It felt so good to just not care. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I didn't know this was possible. <clears throat> and um, so I think that drugs were, were kind of the perfect antidote to my to my brain for a while, of course. And but then, I'm also like wondering like, in terms of like the lunch and dinner of your present day, because you talked about like lunch being very disciplined, but right. like dinner, you eat whatever you want. Like, is that <laughs> still... Like it's so stupid. It's not stupid. No, it but, is stupid. But what I see like as your lunch therapist, I see... Um, your need for chaos, like fighting your need for control, or it's like you want to you want to be free and like you yes. can do whatever you want, but you also want to like rein that in. So well, it's like it's like I feel like I reward myself because I'm like, okay, all I ate today was a really obscenely healthy salad, so mm-hmm. I can like get cardio pay as a fucking appetizer, like go fuck yourself. Yeah. But I feel like, and I guess in a way that like I guess it's all about balance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like if I ate badly for every meal, it would be a completely different story. But um, yeah, but I wish I wish that I didn't like YOLO so hard. At night, mm-hmm. I wish I could just kind of rein myself in a little bit. I'm very curious because like, I think this is such a fascinating topic that I don't get to talk to other people about a lot. Is like being a gay man. Like when you say like eating badly, are you talking about like nutritionally, like for like, your longevity, or are you talking about like for being hot and having a good body? I mean, like aren't they kind of connected? Sometimes they but kind I of do, are. But I do think there's like the a, food that the foods that make you hot. Oh my god. I mean, hot, traditional yeah, sense. Yeah, okay, unquote, yeah, yeah. calm down, listeners. <laughs> the foods that make you traditionally hot yes. in the eyes of our 
fucked up society. Right. Um, they would be food that is actually also healthy. Not, but I think, but like, for example. There Besides are, GHB, which is not healthy. No, but they're like gay men that will drink like protein shakes all day. I drink protein shakes. But like literally all day, like have nothing that's else. That's disgusting. Or like Soylent or something. Right, like, right. And they could have amazing bodies, but I don't think that's healthy. No, that's not healthy. Or right. Like, the, pro, like, or like Think Protein Bars or something yeah, like that. So Unless you want to sponsor Think Protein, in which case <laughs> yes. we fucking love Please, you. Please. Keep um, killing think it. Think Protein Bars are yes. amazing. They pair well with the Buffy combo. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, and a Casper mattress. Um, um, but I don't know. Like, I struggle personally. Like, when, like I've, I have a great example of yeah. this. Um, I, every morning, eat a bowl of yogurt, granola, and fruit. I see, I, I see I it. I put it on Instagram. Yeah. And somebody that went to Promise Time with us, I won't say who, said to me that that's the least healthy thing that you can eat. Who said that? I'm not going to tell you who said that, but somebody said that. That and, was in our house? Yeah. And I, he's like, it's like it's full of sugar. He wasn't being mean. He was oh, like, it's uh-huh. like, it's like you're I, eating like a, a I cookie. think I know who probably said Yeah, but it's uh. like you're eating a cookie. Like, you know, and that's not true. Is it true? But granola is like brown sugar. It's sugar. It's sugar. It's not great, but... For me, it feels healthy. It's like it feels virtuous. Like it makes me, and especially the yogurt and the fruit part of it. Maybe the granola is just the garnish. But I think in terms of our perceptions of like what's healthy and what's not healthy, I think it's damaging. Like when you describe eating cacio e pepe as an appetizer, that doesn't read to me as so horrible and crazy as it might to you. It's like, well, it's just... To me, it's like, okay, a couple of carbohydrates with a little fat and a little, right. but, you know, I don't know. It's like, But also, I think, like, because you cook your food, you know exactly what's right. going into it. Like, you know what I mean? Whereas, like, I only eat at restaurants because right. I'm defective and I don't cook. So, like, I'm truly just, like, like, handing it over to, like, the like the restaurant gods, which, you know, they're just boiling it in whatever fucking thing they want. So, that's really interesting, though, because, like, yeah. in terms of your need for control, it's like, that's a way for you to cook, in a way, is for you to order what you want. I mean, right. when you were describing going to the salad bar, it's mm-hmm. like... Like that's your method of cooking. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's me telling people to put things yeah. in a bowl. But that's, I mean, <laughs> that makes a lot of up. sense. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. Totally. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think it's, I think overall, I feel like I'm pretty okay. I mean, compared to other gay men, it can be, I, like, I feel like there are just like actual friend groups that don't eat. Like yeah, truly. Sure. And that's like understood. Mm-hmm. Like we're not that friend group at all. Yeah. But so, how, I guess a good question is like, how do you, cause you asked me this earlier, how yeah. do you reconcile your relationship to food with being gay? Like in terms of your love for food and your love for restaurants and then your role. I think it's all about balance. So like we, so we just got back from our vacation, which was truly just like us drinking every single night and like, like eating so much food. And, and again, it felt good for like three or four days. And then after a while it was like, okay, I actually feel ill. Like we are just overindulging. Mm -hmm. And then, so we've, I've been back a week now and I haven't drank and I've eaten pretty chill. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm just like resetting my body and, and it feels good. It doesn't feel restrictive. I mean, by the way, I just said I ate Kaichu Pebe last night, so I'm not, like, going crazy. Yeah. But, like, I just feel like like everything in life, it's about balance. Well, no, I, I keep so. hearing that in the conversation because it feels like the lunch, the healthy lunch, and then the, the virtuous lunch, yes. and then, like, not and virtuous. the sinful dinner. dinner. Yeah, then it's, like, the, the sinful vacation and then the virtuous week. It's like, right. it's, like, the pendulum is swinging back and forth. I love a detox. Like, yeah. my, my friends always say, like, that I love restrict, I like, I love being bad so I can be good again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I get a real thrill of being like, okay, no alcohol for this time. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. But fun, I'll be fun, your, fun. like, lunch therapist again and, and ask about integration. Because uh-huh. that comes up a lot for me in my life is this idea of, like, it not being all good and all bad. Right. It's, like, trying to integrate 
the, totally. the good and the bad. Yeah. Or, you know. I think that once, like, these couple weeks are over, I think things will be more chill. Mm-hmm. But I just, I truly, like, I don't know if it's age or what, but, like, I can't, like, when I eat badly and when I drink a lot, it, mm-hmm. like, affects me, honey. Sure. Like, in a way that it didn't when I was younger. Like, mm-hmm. I feel disgusting. Yeah. I feel, like, lethargic. I feel, like, so hungover in a way that it's like, wait, do I have brain damage? Like, mm-hmm. like it, I just don't think, I don't think I have the elasticity anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think, like, I think I just have to eat healthier. And also for, like, health reasons. Sure. Like, I don't, I don't even want to think about what my cholesterol is. You know what I mean? You can find out. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just, I went to a doctor not long ago who, like, shamed me. Yeah, no, didn't he? He did, and then I got my cholesterol checked, and it had gone down a bunch. So, oh, good, because yeah, so well, you started exercising, yeah. right? Yeah, and so he, he was reading my cholesterol from the previous year when I hadn't exercised a bunch. Really? Yeah, so then I so I got it back. I was like, he was wrong. Do you go to a gay doctor? He was a gay doctor yeah. in Santa Monica. It was too far. Oh. And I got charged all this money because it ended up being out of network. But I love a mean gay doctor. He was a mean gay doctor. He was telling me that. That Is there any other kind? Yeah, he said he steamed all his food for dinner that he just steams okay that's everything. like sad it was very sad I was like honey that doctor needs a doctor I know he does uh, it's not um, okay but I was gonna ask you as you were talking I was thinking about the episode of special the pool party episode mm-hmm. so you were naked basically was that yeah. the episode where you were naked or you well were I was na- I was in on my underwear in the second episode and then I was naked in episode three yeah so okay in terms of food therapy or lunch therapy like how going into that like knowing you're gonna be naked on camera I didn't prep I, I ate an ice cream sandwich the night before that's wonderful I, I remember that. that. I, I wanted it. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, here's the thing. I have a push and pull about my body like everybody else does. But at the end of the day, I really think I am focused on pleasure. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, if I want something, I just think I'll have it. Mm-hmm. I also think, like, you know, I, I also am very privileged and, like, that I'm my body is not – I. Uh, I don't have like an Instagram gay, but insta gay body. Sure. So like, I don't need to have that. So like, I don't care. You know what I mean? I don't I know. I feel like not having an insta gay body is becoming like the better body to have. At least as far as oh, they're coming. like in a prison. They're they like are, they're but, not. It's they're not like good. cookie cutter. It looks like 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 the Ken doll factory. It's no, just, like, I, it's like the, the the thing going by with all the same bodies on it. Yeah, boring. abs are sad. The abs yeah. are like little individual teardrops in someone's <laughs> stomach. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't. <laughs> I I just think yeah. it's like not. It's like because it's. So to get that, you know, you have to be so restrictive with yeah. your food. And I think and it's about not. pleasure. It's like, what is the greater pleasure? Getting to eat whatever you want or having right. abs? And I personally think it's more pleasurable to eat whatever you want. Yeah, you heard it here first. Yeah. Hashtag brave. Wait, so we, need to, we need to return, though, to your lunch because, you know, we're almost running out of yeah. time. And I want to make sure that we really, like, oh dig as much out of it. No, actually, sure. Well, because we got the control stuff. Right. But is there anything else? So, like, I'm trying to think, what other aspects of your So you had all these little elements of your salad you had the broccoli that you know was content broccoli yeah portrayed yeah. I, I i don't know it's like i yeah i i don't know i mean it's like i actually went today and i was like i truly actually think i'm sick of eating this fucking salad because mm-hmm. again i've been eating it every day for like months right months and what and would it mean to you to not to eat break the off salad? I, I don't mean, know it, like if i have lunch plans i'll go so i'm not totally crazy if I have to yeah. meet someone for lunch I'm not gonna be like no sweet cream yeah. please maybe but, a better question would be like what would be the ultimate Ryan O'Connell lunch if you, if, like, if, there if, were, I could, if I could eat whatever I wanted yeah, it was just like you are now like in the afterlife you can't get fat it's like you ever see the movie defending your life <laughs> yeah I love it yeah so it's like you're so defending good. your life you literally can be like a yeah. waitress comes over to you or a waiter and says you can have a right. server comes over oh and says um, Ryan it's your perfect lunch right. what would you want Ooh, that's a really good question. Okay, because I don't, I don't think I really would be drawn to like 
a heavy thing because it's during the day. Again, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't crave heavy things during the day. Me either. Yeah. Um, I would love like a watermelon feta salad. <laughs> okay. I but would. That's a salad, so okay, you would want a salad. I want like a refreshing moment of whatever. Okay. I want refreshing. It's also very know. hot. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Also, I love a sandwich, like a like an Italian sandwich mm-hmm. with like a side of potato chips. This goes back to your childhood when your friend gave you half his sandwich, mm-hmm. a good sandwich. Yeah. There, but it yeah. feels so American. It feels so American to like, this is actually Liz's Diner in Pop and Dutch in Provincetown. Again, all roads lead back to Provincetown. Yeah. It's like they have just like amazing like Americana sandwiches, like mm-hmm. side of pickle with chips. And I think it's truly divine. I think it's a divine lunch. What are your favorite L.A. sandwiches? Um, wax paper, which obviously oh, yeah. I turned your husband Craig oh, on to. Literally goes there every single day. Are you kidding? And I think we need to invest in their business. Are you serious? Yeah, these are NPR themed sandwiches, and he gets them very gross. Peak every whiteness. Day. We're I so blue. I'm like, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in like a gentrified area of town. Yeah, it's true. That it's like, like what a Yeah, totally. Lol. Um, okay, so yeah, that's a really good sandwich place. Um, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. What if I hmm, like where do I? Okay, like La Scala, I'm, I love the salad, the chopped salad. I'm thinking that I feel sandwich. Like that's the iconic Ryan O'Connell lunch, the yeah. chopped salad at La Scala. I know, which you still, I know, I know, I know. I know. I always, it's like always when people are moving to LA, I yeah. always take them to the chopped. Have you, you've never had it? No. Can you tell everyone about it? Though? Yeah. I feel like- so the La Scala chopped is legendary. It's the best chopped salad in Los Angeles. It's from like fucking I don't know 1940s, and it's like there's this Leon dressing, which is like the chef was named Leon, oh, okay. and it's a dressing that like I don't even know what's in it, but it's fucking crack. I think Nancy Silverton based her chopped salad at Mocha yes, she did. on the La Scala she did. I think, And I think, and I love Nancy, you know that, yes. but I, I think the chopped salad at La Scala is better than the one at... Wow, um, really? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. So here's the deal. So it's all about what you add on to it, which by the way, it ends up being a $50 salad, but whatever. Um, cause it only, <laughs> it only comes with like garbanzo beans and like cheese and like lettuce. It's like seriously insane. You're like, who orders this with just no add on? So you have to add tomatoes, pepperoncinis, uh, hard-boiled egg and onions. This is your Ryan yeah, O'Connell version? My, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And do you get tomatoes, hot sauce yeah. and pesto on no, it? No, <laughs> stop! Because the Leon dressing speaks for itself. You don't need to crowd is it. Is it like an Italian dressing? Kind like of. Vinegar? Yeah. Lemon, it's Italian-esque. Yeah. And uh, it's delicious. And honestly, it took me a long time to realize that I actually don't need to order the full. I can get the half because I'm full after eating the half. Well, I have a, I have a question like, that I think is interesting psychologically for you because... And I, I'm very interested in this also because my mom is similar to you in this way in terms of enjoying, like, a scene. Like, enjoy, okay. enjoy, like I feel like La Scala is about... Well, yeah, but the scene is disgusting. Like, there oh, was is a, it? Oh, I don't yeah, know. I've there, never been. There was a woman wearing a bedazzled Trump shirt the other day. Oh, a bedazzled yeah, Trump bedazzled. shirt? Yeah, bedazzled. Oh, my God. Bedazzled. No, no, it's garbage. Okay. The, people, the people there are, are 90 years old, on dialysis, like, <laughs> going to, like, plot my murder the second I leave. Like, yeah, they're <laughs> so awful. So why, why is it appealing to you? Because it's trapped in a different time. Beverly Hills is, like, preserved in amber. Like, yeah. tacky-ass fucking amber. So this is, like, like, you and your dad with the Zagat guy. Like, yeah. now you're going to, like, tacky Beverly Hills yeah. from the 80s. Like yeah. 1985, yeah. like, you know, it's like like the red booths, like, it's mm-hmm. like I, I feel so young, I feel so fabulous, like, mm-hmm. literally, like, I feel so progressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and there's something kind of fun. It's like, I, I'm entering a world that isn't meant for me, which but, I like. But when, when we go out to dinner at, like, a nice new restaurant, like, uh, what are you looking for in a restaurant? Like, uh, what, what, like, what's the quality that you want there to be? I need ambiance. My favorite restaurant is Blair's in Silver Lake oh, yeah. because I like, I love the ambiance. Beyonce. It's all about ambiance. It really is. Ambiance, um, 
ambiance at Blair's in Silver Lake, which is Craig's favorite restaurant, yeah, too. Yeah, it's divine. Is what I like about it, and I think maybe what you like about it, is that it's sort of like a hidden gem. It's not yes. trendy by any no, means. No, not at all. Like, it's never written about. It's never yeah. talked about. It's a really, like, yeah, it's a hidden restaurant in Silver Lake. It's like, everything's kind of, like, dimly lit. There's, like, amazing jazz always playing. It, like, mm-hmm. it feels like everyone there is impossibly chic. The food is delicious. Mm-hmm. The roast chicken is to die for. Yeah. The food is honestly incredible. Like but we've been to places, okay, like, I've gone with you to, I don't even remember the name of it, but, like, it opened in West Hollywood, and we went there, like, opening weekend. It was, what like, was Peruvian this? food or... Oh, Rosaline? Yeah, maybe it was Rosaline. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, but there's a part of you that likes to be there at the yeah. beginning of something. Oh, totally. But yeah, yeah. about that aspect. Is it sort of, like, you want to be where the party's at? Is it you want to Yeah, I like... just get excited trying new dishes. <laughs> but is it also, like, is it excitement uh, to, like, be part of, like, a scene? Like, do you want to be part of, no, like... No. No, I used to when I was younger. Like, when I was a trash garbage person, like, 21. Yeah. I was like, I, I was like, like, kind of think you're. A I was, of a no, no. I was like, I was like, Lauren Conrad from the Hills went to taste on Melrose. I need to go there immediately. And yeah, I was like, yeah. I love taste. So and you're like, not into that. No, anymore. not at all. You want to go to the places that Lauren Conrad would not go yes, to. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, she doesn't leave Brentwood, so it should be very easy. Okay. But like, oh, and also, like, my favorite restaurant is like, which I also haven't taken you to, is Frito Misto in Santa Monica, which is a restaurant I've been going to since I was 10 years old. Okay. And it's a very neighborhood, homey Italian restaurant. It's fucking delicious. It's insanely cheap. You bring mm-hmm. your own bottle of wine because the wine there they have is not good. And I, oh, wait, it's a create your own pasta. Oh, see, that's a control. Oh my god, wait. So, so <laughs> it's like they have a menu, obviously, full yeah. of delicious things. Oh, Adam, I have to take you here. You, you will love it. It's such a cozy vibe. Well, your dream restaurant would be a create your own salad, create your own pasta, <laughs> create your own dessert. But restaurant. cozy. The vibe needs to be cozy. Yeah, like that's the through line. Like I need so, to feel like warm and like safe. What's a restaurant that you hate? Like, or like, what's the, like, what's the kind of restaurant that you would hate? Oh, like a stark modern minimal minimalist thing. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Oh, just stuff. like a single- Single P on the plate. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Like we went. To, we've gone to a couple places. Like Nightshade. I was fucking triggered by. Okay. Nightshade was like four thousand dollars, and like it was like one of those things where like, okay, we do things a little differently around here. We require that you order four to eight plates per person, and, and you're like, shut the actual. I like the desserts. Up. I thought they were kind of amazing. Sure, but we had to end up ordering the entire menu, yeah. and then I was still starving. Okay. Like yeah. truly, I was like hungry. Like that gets my go. Like like anything where there. Like, I didn't. I should just say here for the record in case they want to advertise on my podcast. Right, right, of course. No, I, I but actually genuinely liked it, so it's interesting that you Well, it, but I don't like restaurants that, that first of all, restaurants have now turned into, like, dictatorships. Like, literally, mm-hmm. you have no you have no agency. You have you, no control. You have no control. But you want the but, control. But also, they lie to you. Like, you yeah. don't need three to four plates per person. I hate that, it's too. It's fucking yeah. crazy. I it's too the, much food. And I also just hate this, this feeling that, like, it's not about your pleasure. It's not about, like, making you as an individual no. happy. It's about that, making it easier for them it's like it's easier for us if we can just like put a bunch of plates on your table oh totally totally yeah. and then it's like oh I hate it I hate it I mean we went to a restaurant that I love open air but like again we do things a little differently around here like you don't yeah. stop saying right. that please stop that's what every restaurant does stop it now yeah I think the time is ripe for like a traditional restaurant again where you just get like an <laughs> can you imagine an appetizer well, can you imagine no share like no family yeah. style I feel no like share. Luke does that do you Luke. like Luke oh yeah I do like Luke it's like a little fancy for me like yeah. it's a very fancy vibe I like AOC like if I oh, yeah. between Luke and AOC I always choose AOC is AOC share plates though it's like small plates it's small plates but I get the Zuni so I'm oh, fine yeah. I get half the chicken yeah, yeah. and I'm good and so in terms of um Food and 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 your life. I mean, we should say here you have a boyfriend. Oh John, right, I do have a boyfriend. Yeah. So calm down, yeah. any boys will see this. Yeah. Oh, 
but, but in terms of like as a couple before we enter, how do you negotiate meals? How well, it's you... hard because he's a fucking vegetarian, which oh, you know, which know you that. know hurts me truly yeah. madly deeply. Because you cook all this amazing meat that I can never have. You can come over without him. But I, I mean, know, I mad. know, but yeah. it's like it's a thing. He, he, oh, he would be if I went to a dinner at your house and he couldn't come. He would <laughs> truly probably. Wake I've done up things though, like I made fried chicken for you and fried cauliflower for him. Oh, you that's remember? true. You did do that. Yeah, actually, that I think that was like for my birthday, yeah. right? Yeah, or something. Something, something. happened. Yeah. Some event. It was so, oh yeah, and we had Sam Lansky over because I wanted to see him eat carbs. I love that. <laughs> that was so good. I love trolling him. So, yeah, no, I like it's hard because I actually realize also how many restaurants are not vegetarian friendly. Mm-hmm. And I always want to do an app, a meat app, which I can never do. And so, in terms of. So, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. But in it's terms hard. of wanting to share your love for food and share your love for restaurants, is it difficult to, is it, in a relationship with a vegetarian, do you feel like the frustration is he's limiting your ability to go places, or is it more that you can't share the things you love with him? Well, it just affects the way I order, which is annoying to me. Like if I if if he wasn't vegetarian, we'd order a lot more food. But because he's vegetarian, we truly have to like go into different directions mm-hmm. rather than have like a shared journey moment together. And have you ever had a restrictive? diet in terms of like giving up no something or never other? yeah never the only way i've given up for stretches of time is alcohol which is like amazing yeah you I said that it makes you feel good it makes me feel it makes me feel so much better that it's actually a troll like it actually is like oh like this is how i'm supposed to feel like all the time yeah. like i should like alcohol is like maybe the devil <laughs> like i truly like my moods just like go up 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 like it's like it's amazing alcohol i think it's is trendy awful. right now to like give up not, alcohol in yeah. terms of not sober curious yeah sober curious yeah i'm very i very identify as sober curious very much so absolutely i i similarly like well it feels like radical now to like not have a glass of wine at night and i feel so I know. good yeah i know no it it really makes a difference even when you have a glass of wine or two glasses of wine like yeah. like versus not it really you just feel a lot better my moods just feel more stable which mm-hmm. is like honestly I mean, that's uh, and this time uh, I need all the help I can get <laughs> well, I, I, I think there's like a social component I mean going to Provincetown and like having oh, alcohol please. everywhere it's like it makes it more fun it does like, yeah no I, I don't feel guilt about drinking because it there because it's vacation and it's like frosé and it's like frozen Aperol spritzes and all that stuff but like Aperol Frapper all right yeah. so like it's uh so but it's like feels like you're just layering one hangover on top of the other yes. like a seven layer dip and it's just like at the end of it you're just like is my brain even a brain anymore is it just like fucking froze like i don't know <laughs> you know i'm mean? to a point now where those hangovers and when you drink too much and you wake up it's just such an awful feeling that i forswear no but drinking see, ever again but see no the, the thing that scares me is that when i'm drinking that much like when we're on vacation i actually don't get hungover because my body's used to it oh wow so i can literally have like five drinks and my body's like cool Whenever, yeah, as usual, blood is ninety yeah. percent alcohol. It doesn't matter. Like right. it truly doesn't make a difference. And then, like, 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 yeah. There was like, I think by the end of it, it's like I feel like I could have drank a bottle of wine and woken up and been like, mm, whatever, zippity da, yeah, zippity. Yeah. And you're like, okay, that's when you're like, okay, I need to check myself before I wreck myself. It does make you feel completely different to come back and not drink. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's what like being a normal person feels yeah, like. Exactly, yeah. and you feel much like I feel more sharp, like just with it, mm-hmm. more present, and um, everything I. feel feel I can attribute to just natural like mm-hmm. whereas like with with drinking and having hang- hangovers even mild ones or whatever you just if it adds a layer of complication you don't feel totally in control of yourself and your moods the way that you would be if you were sober that's why it's so appealing to me so Ryan we are sort of nearing the end but we're not uh, there yet we're not uh, there yet because uh, I, I want to ask at the end of every podcast because the podcast begins with what did you have for lunch but I think a nice ending will always be what are you going to have for dinner. Oh, that's such a good question. Okay, so if I didn't have my 
fucking melty, gooey, like banana chocolate muffin from Sigmore Kitchen that yeah. I totally regret eating. Mm-hmm. I would probably have maybe like maybe me and Jonathan would order mozza to go for dinner. Ooh. Yeah, we were talking about that, but I'm too full. So I actually from I, the muffin. Yeah, I'm okay. too full. So what I'm probably gonna do, and this is my this is my healthy girl dinner, is I go to Fresh Corn Grill, which I fucking love. You're West Hollywood. Yeah, have you been? Yeah. It's good. I think it's legit. It's solid. Yeah, I think it's legit. Yeah. I mean, it's good. Yeah. So I get just like chicken, and then I get like Brussels sprouts and broccoli. It's truly like not. It's not exciting. This is I, all because you had a muffin. Because I'm full. Oh. I'm dug. It's not me being like oh, I gotta rein it in. Right, it's right, like right. it's like I'm just like I You're had my I had my sweet treat and that's it. What time will you eat dinner? Um, like probably seven thirty. Okay. Yeah. So you'll still be full though from the muffin at seven thirty. Maybe. <laughs> but I've been eating a lot of sweets. Yeah. I ordered hand rolled vanilla ice cream from Salt and Straw the other day, like a pint of it. But I postmated it. Oh wow. Yeah. Postmating ice cream is the and then, ultimate decadence. And then I got and then I got um all these chocolate bars from fucking Netflix for the Emmy stuff. Like, oh cool. Like that. And so I broke pieces of a Bottega Louie dark chocolate bar and put it into the hand rolled vanilla ice cream. Oh my and god. And it was fucking I felt like Marie Antoinette. <laughs> I literally was like let them fucking eat you. Yeah. I was like let them burn. Yeah, I was like yeah. uh, my Emmy chocolate Emmy bars. Chocolate I was like nah. I was like wow. fucking eat my dust loser. Oh my god. As I'm like, like yeah like an IV drip of like hand rolled vanilla ice cream and chocolate. Yeah it was really good. So I've been eating a lot of sweets lately. So wait what's the next like great meal that you're gonna have? Oh my god that's such a good question. Um, I'm going to Chinatown tomorrow night with friends and okay. I love really good Chinese food because Jonathan hates Chinese food so whenever he's going out of town this weekend so oh, when he goes well, out of town away. I know I eat Chinese food, eat Chinese food. Okay, oh my god good. yes that's like me letting my hair down gotcha. um, and then uh, and then so yeah that will be a really good meal and then Saturday night I think I might go to Frito Misto in Santa Monica with my dad oh fun you'll yeah. choose your own pasta I'm going to choose my own pasta which can I just tell the readers it's pillows uh huh so it's Pillows is yeah, not a pasta. It's ricotta. Oh, stuffed, ricotta. It's ricotta stuffed shells, which oh, fuck me up. That sounds good. Fuck me up. Yeah. Okay. So then I do that, and then I do um, Cajun chicken, which I love. Mm-hmm. I do broccoli. Just can't stop with the broccoli. Raw broccoli? No, it's like steamed. They cook it, yeah. Yeah, they cook okay. it. And then um, I do goat cheese on top of it, which is psychotic. It's a goat cheese ricotta melange. Wow. Which is really unhinged. There's and then, a lot of cuisines represented in this dish, And then I do though. a pink sauce. Pink sauce. But it's like, yeah. you have the ricotta pasta, it's yeah. Italian, but then the blackened chicken, you said? Cajun. Cajun. It's like, what's going on here? Oh, no, I'm sorry. You know what? I don't want to lie to you. It's an Italian sausage. Oh, it's yeah. not blackened chicken. Right. I used to do the blackened chicken. I moved on to Italian sausage. Okay. Yeah, so I do Italian sausage, and I do pink sauce. Sometimes I do a rabiata if I'm feeling spicy. Yeah, that does. Okay. Yeah, See, isn't that good, though? Yeah, that Like, you would good. love that. And wait, I have a quick question in terms of, like, your routine. So on yeah. the weekdays, it's salads every day. Is it also on the weekends? Yes. So mm-hmm. salad's seven days a week. Seven fucking days a week. Wow. Yeah, she doesn't deviate. You must be very regular. I'm very... Oh, you mean like with bowel movements? Yeah, because I feel like going, eating, that, eating that many salads, you'll just like go to Absolutely. the bathroom a lot. Yeah. Well, honestly, yeah. It's just like after I exercise too. It's like... Yeah. I feel like that's the funny part of this podcast is that... Because like... Obviously, we're going to talk about food. Yeah. But I think the other side of food of like going to the bathroom... Talking about poop. Is yeah, like, it's like a really food. interesting... Because I think that's... 
and this is really going to win over a lot of listeners, yeah. but I think that's the that's the side of eating that nobody talks about. No one talks about shit. No one talks about it. But and it's that's also, not okay. But it's also like a major part of our daily experience of human beings who eat food. It's like, how is this going to affect me? Or some people, no. Some people don't shit for like days. Yeah. Those people are constipated. I know. And that's a real struggle. I can't relate, thank God, but um, but I know it happens I used people. to be that way when I was you're younger. Not, you're not that way anymore? No. I think it's like... like what happened? My, my sign of like I, being psychologically healthier is that like I'm much more regular as an adult. When I was younger, this is disgusting. When I was younger, I was so lazy that if I had to go to the bathroom, I would just like hold it. Really? And then I'd wait for it to pass. And then so I just literally wouldn't go to the bathroom. There was laziness? Yeah. I was like, I'm watching Save by the Bell. <laughs> oh, really? I, I literally like, it would be like time to like, I'd be like, oh, I have to take a poop. I'm like, I'm watching Save by the Bell. Stop it. And then <laughs> I would just like wait for it to like go away. And then be like, mm, anyways. I remember my brother was, was afraid of <laughs> pooping in public places. And we were at a Costco once and he had to go like his face was red and he just wouldn't go so my mom had to like we had to like race home so that really yeah oh my god yeah. how do you how do you go to the bathroom on vacation because that always yeah i remember you up. brought that up in Provincetown. that is hard for me yeah but, well the first year in provincetown good luck with my shitting projects i literally couldn't it couldn't work but now that the we've whole gone, time now well sometimes i would gone. sometimes i would go but it would take a lot of work and yeah. it would take a lot of energy emotionally spiritually and physically mm-hmm. and then uh we've gone back for three summers now and now it's like easy and do you think, because that's a very interesting thing, because like, I relate to that. I didn't mean to hit the microphone. Um, but like in terms of feeling more relaxed, yeah. right? You feel like you're, you're yeah. you know where you are. Oh, no. you know? Yeah, totally. Like my, like when I go on vacation, my asshole's like, oh, I don't trust this person. Where yeah. is this place? I don't yeah. I, It zips itself up. It's like, I'm not going. I'm like, don't. And it takes me like a day, truthfully. Yeah. Like I need like a 24 hours to sort of like acclimate and yeah. then I'll be. And then it's like, let's go. Let's party. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Cool. Well, that. I'm glad we ended on poo. Of course. Yeah. It's so like, Ryan, can we plug anything or is it just no. talk? people to watch special on Netflix. Yeah, sure. Or don't. Who cares? No, you should watch it. <laughs> and, uh, and when are the Emmys? Are they coming up soon? Um, yeah, September. And also, I'm doing uh, the Grub Street Diet, which you hooked me up with. Wait, you are? I'm doing oh, it. Oh, great. I'm doing it the week of the 19th to the 23rd Amazing. of September. That'll so, be so fun. So just be so salad, we, salad, so, salad, But salad. we have to do a dinner at your house. Oh, yeah. Well, so definitely. I can write about it. Yeah. yeah. Why do you think I recommended do you, think, you? do you think that people in Grub Street Diets doctor their diet to like do you know, like I plan on just being totally fake and like just having a fun eating couple days like I plan on not eating how I normally oh, eat oh yeah no you want to impress people by yeah. your good taste but do you think people Between do you that the guy who asked me like when I when, when I wrote the yeah. guy about you yeah um, he asked me like what, what kind of restaurants does he eat at and I was like oh he eats at great restaurants and yeah. I mentioned Nightshade which you just shaded <laughs> yeah so I put the shade in Nightshade but he was impressed he was like oh Nightshade that's great He's yeah like, no I don't restaurant. fuck around yeah uh, well we'll We'll see about that, Chris. I'll put a nightshade dig in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Ryan, thank you so much. Oh, yeah, thank you for having me. Yes. Right, Smooch.